Welcome to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. I'm Christy. And I'm Bill. We're husband and wife. We're also psychotherapists, spiritual directors, and the founders of Soul Shepherding. We're glad you've joined us on Soul Talks as we invite you into our home to share our hearts and our intimacy with Jesus in life, love, and leadership. Well, Bill, I'm so excited. It's our first recording here of Soul Talks. We've prayed and dreamed about this for quite a while. I think it's been over a year, and now here we are. And today in the first episode of Soul Talks, we'll be talking about spiritual hospitality. So we're so grateful that you've joined us today. In the Bible, we read, above all, love each other deeply, because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. That's 1 Peter 4, 8 to 9. There's a lot packed into that little verse. Love deeply. And this kind of love that comes from God through Christ, it covers sin and it's connected with hospitality and not grumbling. I think any hostess or host would appreciate those words because when we are welcoming people into our home, sometimes we overextend ourselves and find ourselves grumbling about it. And so Peter is inviting us into the way of Christian hospitality, which was a big deal in the first century. Because people didn't have the kind of hotels that we have today that are beautiful, safe, luxurious places to stay overnight when you're traveling. And so it was really important that the Christians opened up their homes to one another because the inns that were uh, on, along the way in the road, and there weren't many of them, they tended to be a, a day's journey apart as people would walk maybe as long as 20 miles in a day or, or on their, their donkey. But those inns were tended to be not very moral and uh, not friendly to Christians. So it was a big deal for Christians to open up their homes to one another. So that's what we're talking about is hospitality and not only opening up our homes, but opening up our hearts in conversation to others. And heart hospitality begins when somebody says, I'm so glad to be with you, to see you. Who maybe in your life can you think of that's been really happy to see you? That person probably gave you joy and helped you to feel loved by mm. that. I think of my grandparents, Bill, and the mm-hmm. way that yeah. they would be so happy to see me, and you do. And they would fling open their arms and their faces would light up, and they you could tell they were eager to be with us and to welcome us into their hospitality of their relationship. And Danny and Papa were so friendly, they even let me live with them for a year before we were married. That's right. I think of Ray Ortland Sr. and my spiritual father and how he discipled me to Jesus as I was in his group for a year and we went on retreat together a couple of times and then after that we were were meeting regularly uh, over lunch and I just think of his big smile and his laugh. I would love the way that he he would laugh and try to draw that laughter out of me and just full of enthusiasm and always just uh, eager to find out how I'm doing and so interested in me and so warm and caring. Uh, that was uh, a wonderful experience of hospitality for me. And, you know, when someone is happy to give you this sort of hospitality, this care from their heart, this opening up of their soul to you, uh, to just to really listen and come alongside, it's, it's a tremendous blessing. It's like 
we just long for someone who really is interested in us and communicates that they enjoy being with us and learning about our lives and doing life with us. But you know, there's no hospitality without vulnerability and empathy. And I think that as we're talking about the hospitality of the heart, we need to unpack this a little bit for our listeners because some of us who maybe think about making our home beautiful and uh, having people over and welcoming people don't maybe think about what we're talking about here with the, the personal spiritual hospitality, that it's more than there is the gift of hosting someone in your home and providing a great meal and uh, a well-decorated home and helping people feel comfortable in your home, which is the first thing we think about with hospitality. But then there is the, the, the conversations and the, the care and the, the, the joy of being together and, and the interest in, in getting to know each other. And that really starts to come down to the, sort of the quality of the conversation that we have. So when I think about vulnerability and soul talk in conversations with a, a friend or so forth. I think of Frank LeBach, and I'm, I'm holding this copy of Letters by a Modern Mystic. It's an original copy of a 1937 book from one of the spiritual heroes for, for me in, in my journey with the Lord. And Frank LeBach, this uh, evangelical uh, missionary to the Muslims in the Philippines from back in the, the 30s and 40s and 50s and so forth, he says in this classic devotional book, we really seldom do anybody much good, excepting as we share the deepest experiences of our souls. He says, I disapprove of the usual practice of talking small talk whenever we meet and holding a veil over our souls. I am convinced that the spiritual pilgrimage which I am making is infinitely worthwhile. The most important thing I know of to talk about and talk I shall while there's anybody to listen. And I hunger, oh, how I hunger for others to tell me their soul adventures. It's so good. And you have created a place of spiritual hospitality for me in our marriage and our relationship, for which I'm so grateful that I can be vulnerable with you. And the other piece that really helps me with that and, and is a component of this heart hospitality we're talking about is the component of empathy, because if I'm not going to be vulnerable if I don't feel safe. And so empathy is a really important piece to this. Empathy is stepping into another person's skin to try to put words to what they seem to feel. This would involve things like asking some questions and, and probing to understand and listening to them with interest and reflecting back what you think they might be feeling. So they feel understood. They really go hand in hand, being vulnerable with someone to trust them enough to share your emotions, your needs, your longings. Because if we're not genuine and real and authentic and revealing something from deep inside, then even if we're around someone who's compassionate and caring, it, it's not going to reach the place it needs to reach inside, where we've got that place of yearning or th that hurt that needs that touch. And so there's a merging of of souls that we're talking about That's here. Right. And so it's, if I'm sharing with you, it's, it's taking a risk and, and it's trusting. And then it's your being gentle and kind and, and really trying to understand me. And, and there's a dance there where we're going back and forth. Yes, there is. 
just yesterday I got to sit with a pastor's wife and offer some spiritual hospitality to her. She came in to meet with me sitting on the edge of the couch with a lot of defensiveness and anger. She had felt hurt by somebody in her church. And as I was able to, with Jesus, extend the spiritual heart hospitality and extend empathy to her for an understanding as to how she felt, and yes, of course she would feel hurt, I could just see visibly, even in her body, it relax and her settle back down into the couch and her be able to shed some tears and grieve a little bit about. And and then after that, after she felt understood and she received the compassion of Jesus coming through me, then she was able to start seeing this person in her church with compassion and have some empathy for them. And so by the time she left my office, after having received this spiritual hospitality that included her being vulnerable with her pain and me meeting that with empathy, you know, being happy to see her, she was able to leave with her tank full, ready to go off for hospitality to her children, her husband, and the congregation of their church. So she was able to overflow. That's right. Yeah. And so we're talking about spiritual hospitality and our listeners might be wondering, well, what makes this spiritual? Where is the, obviously it's a good thing and it's a Christian thing, but the, the spirituality and hospitality comes as we're tuning into Christ's presence with us. And that's the great joy and depth and just completion of Empathy and compassion is when there's a Christ connection in that. And we're sensing God's presence, the one who's sharing vulnerably, the one who's offering compassion, uh, as we're sharing back and forth, perhaps. And we have this sense that, that the Lord is in our midst, and he is facilitating this conversation. And drawing close to each other is drawing close to, to God himself. And so... That's spiritual hospitality. We're tuning into Christ. And as we're sharing, we're being vulnerable. We're offering ourselves not only to the person that we're trusting, but to the Lord himself, to our heavenly potter. And we're coming to him through Christ's ambassador as as soft clay that he's molding and shaping there. Uh, Just the other day, a pastor in one of my groups was sharing with me, and uh, we had been praying the apprentice prayer, which is in my book, Your Best Life, in Jesus' Easy Yoke. That's the prayer that launched my spiritual renewal over a decade ago. And he'd been working with this prayer, which really has uh, an emphasis on submission to God as we were going through the, the details of our life. And he was dealing with a very difficult situation in his church with his elders and uh, someone on staff and was feeling the understandable temptation to want to control things and to get things to sort of you know work out there according to how he thought would be best and would be in his interests. But he was praying the apprentice prayer about relinquishing things to the Lord, surrendering to God, abandoning outcomes to God, and so forth, and was finding that this process of getting into the easy yoke of Jesus and how he was dealing with this situation and just really letting go into the Lord's hands was bringing him great peace. And so him sharing that with our group the situation and then how he was praying the apprentice prayer and how the Lord was kind of working with him through that, how it was difficult, but yet he was also experiencing a growing sense of peace. And so it was a, it was a beautiful thing to, to see him share. And we all were drawn to him as well as to the Lord. And he felt cared for by us, but more importantly, he felt cared for by God and, and the grace of the Lord with him. Well, that prayer has been a real gift to me as well. If our listeners are interested in that prayer, it's in your book, your best life, and Jesus' easy yoke. 
Well, Bill, maybe it would be helpful if we talk a little bit about how we offer spiritual hospitality to each other on Sundays regularly. Every Sunday after we're coming home from church, we make a place in our car to share and to ask each other how we experienced God with us in church. And as we're experiencing him in the car, taking that home and making our lunches together and having lunch together. So, you know, just this last Sunday, you want to share uh, or with the listeners what you shared with me way home? Yeah. So actually it was a different Sunday for me and I had uh, difficulty experiencing God's presence in church. Uh, and I was unsettled and preoccupied and a little fidgety and anxious inside. And my mind was going back to the yard work I'd been doing that morning and when I didn't finish. And so I thought that was an okay thing to do, you know, gardening, you know, it's in beauty, but I, as I'm prone to do, I got caught up in the project of it and it became work. And then it was time to go to church. And so we sort of went off to church and we got there just about as it started. And I wasn't really settled and ready. You felt really distracted and it was hard for you to really be present to God like you wanted to be. Yeah. I was finding my mind wandering and so forth. And then I also became disappointed in myself. Mm. And I said, well, you know, Bill, you teach on, on being emotionally present to people and to the Lord and you teach on Sabbath. And then I had made a decision that really sort of compromised my rest and my worship. So you were sad about that decision. You felt sad about the decision, but it sounds like also maybe even the voice of the accuser started to come in there and, and condemn you. Yeah, there was some of that. I had to sort of, you know, ward off the attacks of the enemy and just stay with the, that I felt sad because I was missing that opportunity that I normally experience on Sundays. It's just really enjoying being in the Lord's presence. So that was kind of where I began. Yeah. 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 Well, what happened also to help me understand more of your experience? I want to hear more. Well, so as the service went on, particularly in the worship, I was listening to the song Oceans in church. And I, maybe our listeners are familiar with that song, but it's a great song, isn't it? Yes, I love that song. And so I, the setting of the ocean song is the disciples are rowing in the boat and a storm comes up on them and they're really struggling. And, and it's a fierce storm, you know, the rain pelting down on them and the wind and it's hard to see and it's cold and it's, it's scary. It's at night and, and, you know, they're just trying to get to the other side and they're really threatened. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes along walking on the water, and they think it's a ghost, and you know. And then, then Peter says, "Well, Jesus, if, that, if that's you, you know, tell me to, to come to you." And and so that's the setting of this song. And so I'm singing this song, and I'm imagining myself stepping out of the boat in response to Jesus saying, "You know, don't be afraid. It's I. It's me. You know, come step on the waters." And and then I began to pray to the Lord about actually this very podcast that we've been talking about doing. And Lord, you know, yeah, we're stepping out. And we're trying something new, and we, I have some concerns about that. Um, but I know that, you, that you're with us, and that you're, you're calling us to do this. And so, so I got engaged with the Lord there. Great. And so then you felt relief and encouragement. You felt Christ's invitation to you to come and to be with him, and you were able to connect with him and not be in the place of desolation that you were in before that, that you were sharing about disappointment and sadness over being distracted from the gardening. Yeah, because he came to me, you know, in the song, in the, the scripture meditation that's, that's embedded in the song. And just, I had, and I regained that sense of the Lord's presence that just blessed me and lifted my spirits. 
in faith, you saw he was happy to be with you, Bill, in church, and, and as you were singing that song, and as you were imagining Jesus saying, come to me, Bill, step out, follow me, I still want you. I love that. You know, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that really is an important part of what was ministered to me there, was the joy of our friend Aaron leading worship and singing the song and j- inviting us to join him in that, and then just the way the Spirit of Jesus manifested himself to me through the scripture, through the song. Uh, yeah, I really felt loved in that. It's the hospitality of that is uh, a beautiful thing. Yeah, and then as you shared that with me on Sunday, and I also was thinking about us recording our first podcast, I took heart from your devotion and hospitality and vulnerability and thought, oh, I also want to step out on the water here and venture on the Lord and go to Jesus and taking faith and recording this podcast. So I I benefited too from your being vulnerable and letting me offer spiritual hospitality to you. Jesus offered it to me through your sharing. That's the great blessing of soul talk, is that when we take those risks to be vulnerable, to share our feelings, our stresses and our hurts and things that we need, and even how we're experiencing or not experiencing the Lord's presence, this is vulnerable. But if we do that with someone who wants to understand and we kind of volley back and forth, you know, sharing, there is a a deep connection with one another and with the Lord. And then as you're saying, Christy, that that ricochet, that as I shared how Jesus met me in my difficulty. Now you're relating to that. You know how it feels to sometimes be in church or or in prayer or reading the scripture and you're struggling to connect with the Mm -hmm. Lord. Yes. And then to hear how the Lord met me in that place, that encouraged you. That's right. There's a mutuality in spiritual hospitality. Yeah. Well, friends, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talks as we've talked about spiritual hospitality. Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks. On the Soul Shepherding website, you'll find over 700 free resources to help you enjoy the love of Christ and to share his love with the people in your circle of influence. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Until next time, Let's continue our conversation with Christ.